2 Kings chapter 6, and I want to read quickly the first seven verses. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, pick it up yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Hallelujah. This is a prophetic parable because nine months to the day when we had Pastor Colling in LCC North last year, 29th of March last year, this was the passage that he brought to us in LCC North. And we ran with it, and we are still running with it. But as I prayed about today, as I prayed about this message today, I saw in my spirit that God has a sense of humor. And I dare say this afternoon that this message is for him. It was a throw forward. It was a prophetic throw forward for us in LCC North to chew over, uh, not knowing that a day like this will come when uh, uh, I will have to speak about it. In this passage, we see there was an agitation among the sons of prophets. I don't know what image you have in your head, but I have this image in my head that we take this platform as the tent where the sons of prophets were with the prophet. And there's a corner here, cordoned off by a screen where the prophet has his own private sanctuary where he uh, sleeps, where he does everything. And the sons of prophets were all crammed here on this side of the platform. And they began to think in themselves and they began to talk to themselves, we need space. We've got to have space. We need room to operate. We need room to move. And probably after a while, one of them had the courage to go to the prophet and say to the prophet, this place is too small for us. Please ask us to go to Jordan and cut down beams and make a bigger place and dwell there. And the prophet said, go. Go. Probably they were rejoicing and thinking, hallelujah, glory to God. We're going to have a bigger place now. 
But then one of them comes back to the prophet and says to the prophet, you got to come with us. You got to come with us. Oh yeah, we've learned how to prophesy. We've learned how to do stuff. We've learned from you. We've been trained by you. But we still need you to come with us. And then he consented and said, I'll come. And after that, they went to Jordan. They began to cut down the beams in preparation uh, for them to build a bigger tent, a bigger place to dwell. And one of them had a borrowed axe head. And as he was cutting down the trees and cutting down the beams, the axe head fell into the river. And now suddenly, there is trouble because it was a borrowed axe head. On this platform a couple of weeks ago, some politicians sat here. They've come for the annual Kensington Temple hostings. And one of them stood up and said and announced on this platform, my name is Sadiq Khan and I am a Muslim. A couple of days, a couple of weeks later, he walked into a cathedral in central London. He announced himself again. My name is Sadiq Khan. And I'm the mayor of London. In this house, for 25 years, we've flown with the wings that God gave us the apostolic and the prophetic wing that God gave to Kensington Temple. But I dare say today to you, Kensington Temple and the KTLCC network, that the prophetic wing of this eagle had not flapped properly. The apostolic had flapped, it's flapping, and it's gone around the world. But when there's trouble at the gate, when the gate of Samaria is besieged by the enemy, the prophetic must come forth. When a borrowed axe head falls into the river, it takes a prophet to make it float. When the house of God that is meant to be built according to prophetic utterance stops in the days of Joshua, and the days of Zerubbabel, it takes a prophetic voice to get the work going. Amen. The prophetic voice over this house for 25 years had been the voice of a Jeremiah. Everything Jeremiah said happened years after. I don't know about you, I've been around this man for 16 years. I've come to understand him. And over the years, there's only been one major disagreement that we've had. And that's my stubbornness in not calling him Colin. And there's a reason for that. It's not just cultural, because I come from Africa. It's because I want the anointing on his life to bless me. 
And sometimes familiarity do bring content. And one of the things that I never want to happen to me in my life is to be, to, to be familiar with an anointing so much so that it will not bless me. So when the enemy is at the gate, we need the prophetic voice. Without a prophetic voice, Daniel would not have said, I understood by the books that 70 years, he would not have been able to intercede properly for the things that God wanted to happen to the nation of Israel to happen. And you might say to me, why am I speaking like this? I'm speaking like this because 16 years in this house makes me feel like just a little portion of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, in verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so I stand on this platform today on this landmark occasion and speaking to Kensington Temple London City Church Network. And I'm saying to you, people of God, I speak not as a child. I speak as an elder, spiritually speaking, because I know there are some people in this house who are not, you know, ACs, but they are BCs. AC, AC simply means after calling. <laughs> BC means before calling. <laughs> so when I say I speak as an elder, you know, people like uh, Jacob Latte should not be offended. <laughs> I also speak as a member of the primary 12 of this house. I speak as a privileged member of the apostolic team of this house. But more importantly, I speak as a son of this house. I speak as one of the sons of the prophet. I speak and say this place is too small for us. But we've got to go with the prophetic voice. For whatever lies ahead, we've got to go with the prophetic voice. When you've been 25 years at the helm, of a place like this. You saw some of those videos. And you know, it's come to that time where you couldn't really do your ballet dance, you know, on the platform anymore. You know what I mean? Have you seen some of those videos when Pastor Colin would lift his right leg and go over this pupilt? <laughs> oh, he can still, he said he can still do it. <laughs> he can still do it. Things begin to come to your mind in 25 years. And of course, they should come to your mind. As a leader, you should start thinking about your legacy. As a leader, you must think about change. As a leader, you must think about transition. But when you read scriptures, you find out and you discover that there's a difference between the kairos of God and chronos. 
Chronos is the measurement of time. Kairos is opportune time. I did some research a couple of months ago about Kairos. And I think, if I remember correctly, it's from a Greek, Greek kind of statue. And this statue in ancient Greek had wings on its feet and had a lock of hair in the front of his head. And on that statue was written, Kairos, why do you have wings on your feet and a lock of hair in the front of your head? And he replies and says, I am opportunity. When I fly away, no one can catch me. And when I go past you, you can't lay hold of me because the lock of my hair is in the front. There is a Kairos time and a Kronos time. There was a time, there is a time in the passage that we've left that the sons of prophets wanted a change. They wanted an expansion. They wanted a movement, which is good. And the prophet said to them, go. But thank God for the other voice of wisdom that says, you've got to come with us. I speak as an elder. I speak as a primary twelve. I speak as part of the apostolic team of this earth. And I'm saying... When the enemy is at the gate, we need the prophetic voice. Not just for us in this house. Not just for the church of Jesus Christ. Not just for this city. But even for Europe. You just have to watch social media today and see the mess that we're in. from naked cowboys playing keyboard on a church platform to renowned, world-known, famous worship leaders divorcing their wives. It's all out there. And we know in this house, we've been called to be different. We've been called to shape a generation. We've been called into a revolution. And this revolution must carry along with it a prophetic voice. It is not time for us to throw in the tower. It is time for us to think about the prophecies over this house and say, Lord, do it again. When we have dry bones, whether they are in the valley or whether they are on the streets or whether they are in the church or whether they are outside of the church, it will take the prophetic voice to activate the dry bones. You may be here today and you, your life is dry. Maybe you are once in a relationship with Jesus. 
Or maybe you don't even know Jesus at all. I want you to know that the presence of God in this house can bridge that gap between you and the Savior. You can come also to know the joy of serving God, not just the joy of serving God for 25 years, but the joy of knowing God for the rest of your life. It's only one prayer away. Jesus is always one prayer away to come into your life. And I pray that today, if you have no relationship with him, you will not leave this place without having a relationship with him. Let it be that the day that we celebrated 25 years of our senior minister at the helm was when you gave your life to Jesus. Let it be on a joyous occasion. No matter what you are going through, there's an anointing over this house. There's a, an apostolic and a prophetic anointing over, over this house to break yokes today. Can I hear you say amen? amen? And so I'm going to lead you in a prayer. All of us are going to pray that prayer together. But it's going to be especially for you who wants to know Jesus and especially for you who've been far away from Jesus and want to come to know him. It will be a new beginning for you. Just like it's going to be a new beginning for our senior minister and his wife in the new things that God has for them. Because there's a Jordan to go to. There are beams to be caught. And there are borrowed axe heads that's going to fall into the water. And axe heads that needs to float. I don't know whether there's something in your life that you've lost. That it would take a miracle to get it back for you. I want to assure you that Jesus is here right now. He's here right now to minister to you. So I'm going to ask all of us to bow down our heads. Let's close our eyes and we're going to pray together. Please say after me loud and clear. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. And I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. That I have ignored you in my attitudes and in my ways and in my actions. But I ask you today to forgive me my sins. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, that you came and you died on the cross for me. And I believe that on the third day that you rose again from the dead for my justification. I come to you today and ask you to come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. And I commit my life to you to serve you and to follow you all the rest of my life and my days. Amen.